Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Thursday, February 1st. On this date in 1862, the Battle Hymn of the Republic, a poem by Julia Ward Howe, was first published in the Atlantic Monthly. On this date in 1865, abolitionist John S. Rock became the first black lawyer admitted to the bar of the U.S. Supreme Court. And a tragedy on this date in 2003, when the space shuttle Columbia broke apart during re-entry, killing all seven of its crew members. And switching gears for your trivia question, on this date in 1960, four black college students began a sit-in at a lunch counter in Greensboro, North Carolina, after they were refused service. What famous retailer's lunch counter was the site of that sit-in? I'll tell you in just a couple of minutes, but first, let's take a look at that Thursday forecast over at the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center. And good Thursday morning to you. Meteorologist Joey Silvine. Chilly out the door this morning. Grab the coats early. Today we'll go from the 30s through the 40s and 50s up to at least 60, most likely for most of you in the low to mid 60s this afternoon. Then cool back down as we go into this evening. Sunny sky, beautiful day ahead. Tomorrow, a few clouds for Groundhog Day at 68. And then Saturday will be around 62 with sunshine. Now Sunday, clouds will start to increase. We do have a chance of rain, but it most likely won't start to arrive till around sunset or shortly thereafter. A rain chance will continue to go up Sunday night and into the day on Monday. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast, powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. New this morning, four people are without a home after a duplex fire on Johns Island. The Charleston Fire Department responded to that fire on Maybank Highway just after 6.30 last night. Crews arrived in just two minutes, and they were able to search and make sure everyone got out of that house. Fire officials tell us the fire source was found in the attic. Luckily, nobody was hurt, and the American Red Cross is helping out those impacted. We are getting an exclusive look at the moments leading up to a shooting in North Charleston. That incident involved police officers and sheriff's office deputies, which ended with the suspect getting shot and killed. Let's go over, over to Nick Reagan, who has more on this story. So, Nick, what does this all stem from? Yeah, Katie, Shelby, again, this is video that uh, we were able to obtain exclusively. This all happened around midnight on December 27th at the Marathon gas station on Dorchester Road. North Charleston officers, they responded to reports of shots fired. Now, the man is blurred in this video, but we do want to warn you that some of you may find it graphic. We'll show you that dash cam footage here. This is from the dash cam showing officers arriving and drawing guns almost immediately. As they arrived, they found 33-year-old Winston Dunham armed with a handgun about 50 yards from the business. They say Dunham pulled out a gun and shot at them. That's when officers reportedly returned fire, hitting Dunham multiple times and killing him. This is the video you may find disturbing here. In all, eight North Charleston police officers uh, and three Charleston County deputies were placed on administrative leave. You can see that exchange of gunfire there. Now, as the state law enforcement division continues to investigate the incident, which is still ongoing. Now, we're told that the North Charleston officers, they are now back in the field, but the Charleston County Sheriff's Office did not respond to our inquiry about the status of their deputies. Thanks for that, Nick. A new report has come out from a different officer-involved shooting recently, showing Charleston police took just 10 minutes to take in the suspect. 
Officers say Christopher Hampton was taken into custody after a lengthy chase. It started after police were tipped off that Hampton, who you see on your screen, he was a suspect in a recent armed robbery and was seen on Old Town Road just before 7 p.m. January 21st. Officers and Hampton shot at each other during that chase, and Hampton was shot in the elbow. After he was taken into custody, Hampton's gun and traces of blood were found near a house on Carriage Lane there in West Ashley. Hampton is now facing attempted murder charges and a weapons charge in addition to several others. Last year, South Carolina recorded the lowest numbers of blue crabs seen in 50 years. That's according to the State Department of Natural Resources. Currently, the state does not have any harvesting limits on blue crabs, recreationally or commercially, nor is there a cap on the number of traps or commercial licenses. Autumn Klein joins us live now from SCDNR to tell us why these decreasing numbers are so important and how a bill currently going through the state house could help. Autumn. Shelby, Katie, blue crabs are a vital species in our state. Not only do they serve as a food source, but they also generate millions of dollars annually, and they play a critical role in the coastal food web. I am told that we are the only state from Virginia to Florida without a recreational limit for harvesting blue crabs. In 2021, SCDNR took a closer look at the sustainability of blue crabs in the state and provided recommendations to help this issue. Those recommendations have since been turned into a bill that is currently going through legislation. Some of these recommendations include setting a cap on commercial crabbing licenses as well as the number of traps, setting a daily recreational catch limit, and increasing funding to support new crab-focused data and monitoring efforts. I spoke with representatives from SCDNR who explained how and why they are going to work to change these numbers through research for the community, whether or not the bill is passed. I think there's a number of reasons why we might see uh, changes in, in blue crab uh, abundance, um, and so we continue to sort of work to, to figure out uh, the relative sort of impacts of these different different uh, factors. Ultimate goal, and we believe that as the goal of the commercial industry, the recreational community, as well as citizens of South Carolina, is to have blue crabs uh, be a sustainable uh, resource so the public can go blue crab fishing into the future. On January 11th, the blue crab bill was officially introduced to the Senate and it is now currently sitting on the Fish, Game and Forestry Subcommittee. If passed, this would be the first change to blue crab laws in decades. On James, on James Island, Autumn Klein, Live 5 News. According to the Charleston County Transportation Department, over 11,000 cars a day drive down Riverland Drive on James Island. But the lack of turn lanes and significant delays have prompted a plan to relieve traffic congestion at the intersection of Riverland and Central Park Road. Despite that plan, one person who lives on James Island says he is fed up with the lack of communication on the project's progress. And our traffic anchor, Alicia Wimberly, has been looking into this. She joins us live now to give us an update. Good morning, Alicia. Good morning, ladies. And officials from the department actually say this project began in 2018 and it's still in the works. The Central Park Road and Riverland Drive intersection improvements project was made to improve the safety and traffic flow of the roads. The need for more crosswalks, signs in designated areas, frequent accidents, narrow lanes and delays for school traffic are just a few reasons listed as to why the project is needed. Eric Lundcrum lives on Terrebrook Lane on James Island and says the road hasn't been improving in the 
the growth continues to climb in the area. Lundcrum says between the morning and evening rush hour traffic, no resolution has been reached by Charleston County government after spending thousands of dollars on studies. We should have some consideration on completing some of these projects are way overdue. The Charleston County Council is always 20 years behind upgrading uh, the infrastructure to, to uh, satisfy the growth. We reached out to officials from Charleston County who told us SCDOT has approved the right-of-way plans and are currently in the right-of-way acquisition process. They are scheduled to drop construction plans in the third quarter of this year. To find out more about the right-of-way plans for this project and submit your own What's Driving You Crazy Concern, you can head to this web story on Live5News.com. Now, your first alert forecast from Live 5 News. All right, let's check in on your weather here as we get going on your uh, Thursday morning, second half of the work week underway. And temperatures down to 37 this morning now at the airport. Feels like 33. It is a cold morning. Relative humidity is pretty high, which means that in spots that are getting down to 36, 37 degrees and below, we're likely to have some frost out there that you're going to have to get off the windshields before you head into work. 34, Monk's Corner 34 now in Somerville, 32 in Waltzboro, mid to upper 30s along the coast. That puts us down about 10 degrees from yesterday morning. We will warm up quickly, though. Temperatures from the 30s early on to the 50s as we head toward lunchtime, then in the low 60s as we get the kids out of school this afternoon. So if you're working outside today, we'll start out very chilly, but those temperatures will warm quickly. So the coats will come off by this afternoon. Low 60s for most upper 50s. Cool spots out at the beaches tonight. Not as cold. There may be still a couple of upper 30s, but most of you will be in the low to mid 40s tomorrow afternoon. Upper 60s. So a little warmer on our Friday. We'll go down a little bit on Saturday in the low 60s, but lots of sunshine, a great start to the weekend. We do have the chance of showers arriving as we go late Sunday into Monday. That's when our next best rain chance is on the way. We want to give you the first alert, too. No worries once again for any Saturday plans. Most of your weekend's going to be just fine, but here we go late in the day on Sunday. We'll be watching as we head towards sunset. Looks right now like that will be the time frame where we'll start to see a few showers arrive. And that rain kind of settles in as we go into Sunday night. And Monday could be a wet trip out the door with some showers lingering into the afternoon for starting to clear out there on Tuesday. Morning low temperatures, low 40s tomorrow morning, Saturday morning, Sunday morning. They bump up there with that rain around on Monday morning. And high temperatures, warmest tomorrow, generally in the low 60s, which is right about average for this time of the year. The average high is 61 degrees. 68 tomorrow, partly cloudy skies, 62 on Saturday. Saturday, and then on Sunday, we'll watch that rain chance. But once again, it's going to be very late in the day. Leishva. Thank you, Joey. Now we are checking in on West to Ashley. I'm not going to jump to the airport. I know I normally do, and we're headed on 526, headed on that westbound side. But I am checking in towards Glen McConnell Parkway and Beast Ferry Road. We will start to see that back up here on Glen McConnell and Beast Ferry, as we normally will in about an hour or so. But we're not seeing it just yet. If you're trying to get to Old Town Road, even past the North Bridge, or ahead through those Ashley River bridges to go downtown, we will, we will check in on downtown in just a few minutes. But nothing's blocked your way here. No accidents and nothing to worry about, but making sure you defrost those cars. Take a live look over the 61 overpass. And of course, we will transition there and James and John's Island coming up. Shelby.
A bill approved by South Carolina's House of Representatives is working to ban kids and teenagers from social media sites unless their parents say it's okay. Now, lawmakers say it's part of a larger effort to keep minors safe from the dangers of the Internet. The bill would require social media companies to make commercially reasonable efforts to verify users are at least 18 years old and request a parent's or guardian's permission if not. It also would require the companies to prevent minors from accessing content that encourages use of force, self-harm, or visual depictions of sexual conduct. This is strong legislation that provides protection uh, for our children. This legislation also provides the Attorney General uh, certain responsibilities and authority. The Attorney General may receive complaints and then prosecute violations of this act, but the right to a private cause of action for a citizen is still retained. The bill was approved almost unanimously and will go up for a final vote today. The South Carolina Attorney General, Alan Wilson, is asking for $1.5 million to create a violent crimes case reduction unit. His request claims it would help cut through a backlog of more than 1,000 ongoing criminal cases, bringing relief to solicitors in rural parts of our state. The new unit would send teams of prosecutors, paralegals and investigators to parts of South Carolina with the worst backlog. We'll learn more about the future of the proposed idea in the spring when lawmakers sort out an official state budget. This weekend, the Low Country Harley-Davidson and the nonprofit Low Country Veterans will be making waves with a Polar Plunge charity ride. All proceeds will go to Low Country Veterans. And Live Eyes' Destiny Kennedy joins us live in Folly Beach, where that plunge will be taking place. So, Destiny, what are those that are interested in participating need to know? Good morning, Shelby and Katie. Organizers want participants to know you don't have to ride to plunge and you don't have to plunge to ride. For the first time, Low Country Harley Davidson is hosting the Polar Plunge ride and dive to raise money for Low Country veterans. Participants can join the event without riding by meeting at Folly Beach for the plunge. The cost to ride is $20 and $10 for passengers, or participants can pledge donations if they plunge individually or as a team. All proceeds will benefit Low Country veterans. Donated goods are accepted as well. The event is scheduled for this Sunday. Check-in is at the Low Country Harley-Davidson dealership at 11 a.m. Participants will begin to ride at 1 p.m. The plunge at Folly Beach starts at 2.30 p.m., followed by an after-party at Rita's from 3 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. I spoke with Lauren Smokowitz, the president and director of events and marketing with Low Country Veterans. As a veteran, she shares the importance of community support. It's great to always give back to our veterans. Um, not everyone is as fortunate and has that strong support system when they're transitioning out of the military, as some do. Eddie Baumgartner, the event and marketing manager at Low Country Harley Davidson, encourages everyone who can to participate. All motorcycles are welcome. It does not matter what you ride or if you ride. Like I said, we just want everyone to come and join us and support the, our local veterans. Pre-registration is available in person or online. You can find that link by going to this web story at live5news.com. Reporting live on Folly Beach, Destiny Kennedy, Live 5 News. At the top of the show, I told you that on this date in 1960, four black college students in Greensboro, North Carolina, held a sit-in at a lunch counter after being refused service. 
That lunch counter was at a big name retailer at the time. It was, of course, a Woolworths store. Celebrating birthdays this Thursday, actor Garrett Morris is 87. TV personality Joy Philbin is 83. Comedian actor Polly Shore is 56. Actor Michael C. Hall is 53, and singer Harry Styles is 30. Thanks so much for joining us for morning, y'all. Powered by Life Five News, I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning, y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and download the Live Five News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates twenty four seven from Live Five News, the Low Country's news leader.